Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. And this hour, we're going to start by talking some aliens. There was a story that came out from the jewishpress.com, and it was reported on a couple of different agencies, and they're looking towards a former head of Israel space program who came out and said that, yeah, you know, I was there from 1981 to 2010, and I did all these things, super secret clearance, and worked with all these different great people in the intelligence community. And he's saying that they were on the verge of letting humanity know that UFOs and aliens were real. Joining us now to discuss is our friend and host of Spaced Out Radio, Dave Scott. How are you? I am good, my friend, and uh, God bless Chuck Yeager. I just saw that come through, too. Isn't that That, something? What a shame. You know what? Uh, 97, though. 97-year-old Chuck Yeager passing away. Wow. I didn't realize he was 97. Even being Canadian, I still knew who Chuck Yeager was from a young age. I mean, the man broke the speed of sound, 741 miles an hour. Wow. That takes a lot of uh, guts to... (laughs) Hop into a a mechanism, a vehicle to be able to try and do that and how dangerous it was. Sure. 97 years old. God bless him. Okay, let's talk some aliens. Well, you know, I mean, I know you got (laughs) aliens. I got aliens. Your audience has aliens. Everybody got aliens, huh? Well, based on what we're seeing out of Israel, and some people are starting to pick up on this, former head of the space program out there saying that uh, aliens have... So there's a couple of things that are interesting about this. So not only is he confirming that there are aliens, but he confirms that we've communicated with aliens and he's confirmed that aliens are instructing us to do certain things. So there's like multi levels of what's going on here. So I'm kind of curious if you're familiar with who this person is and then if you believe what he's saying is legit. Well, his name is Haim uh, Ashad. And, you know, this is one of these Another deathbed confessions where he's close to checking out, going to the other side, and I hate to put it so rudely, but here he is holding all of this information that he has held for for decades in his work with the Israeli government, the Israeli defense, and in their close ties to the United States of America. Now, this gentleman has come out and said, as you stated earlier, that that uh, they are in communication. The problem is the aliens do not feel that humanity is 
quite ready for any introduction to any extraterrestrial or interdimensional type species. Now, it sounds far-fetched, but if you look at the United States government over the last couple of years since you've started bringing me on, we have edged closer and closer to any sort of I don't want to use the word disclosure. Let's use the word confirmation that there is something out there that just does not fit the human parameter of life. And this is what we are trying to find out, okay, with, with the establishment of things like Marco Rubio starting up the, the UAP um, task force in Washington, D.C., trying to get funding for that. We just saw an article come out last week of another UFO, and there is an alleged photo that was spread around uh, the United States intelligence agencies of a black triangle coming out of the ocean, and it was caught on camera by an F-18 fighter pilot, and this craft was 90 degrees out of the water and shot straight into the stars, faster than a speeding bullet. So we're getting all of this information starting to come out. It is leaking slowly. There are people in Washington who want it. And there is a real problem here on whether or not the world, never mind the United States, but if the world can handle this type of communication with extraterrestrial species. We also have to realize, Ryan, and this isn't a shot at any particular religion, but over half of the world's population is still believing in a religious deity, whether it's God, whether it's Muhammad, or whomever it may be, Allah, okay? And when you have that many people on this planet that have been taught through the Holy Bible, the Quran, and other types of religious texts and testimony that anything coming out of the sky is pure evil, it is demonic, it is from Satan himself, this is where a lot of the issues come from. It is also going to open up a bunch of uh, secrets that maybe governments of the world do not want to give up, because it's going to confirm a lot of the conspiracy theories that we have talked about since the Roswell crash. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a few things that I first initially thought about when the story came out. Number one, um, what government agency or agencies do the aliens communicate with? So why would they choose Israeli space program if that's what he's involved with? Or is he just someone in the know in all of these agencies communicate with each other and let them know something happened? That's that's question number one I have. And then number two, if why are the aliens? Uh, so why would they dictate to us what to do with this information? That's an interesting part of it too and then number three apparently they say in part of this is that donald trump was ready to announce this to the world and they stopped him from doing so because it just wasn't at that point yet so what would be announced to the world and what would we find out about these sort of things these are all questions i'm guessing that a lot of people in the community that you're involved in when it comes to space out radio probably all questions they've asked too Okay, so number one, to answer that question, I actually just found out the answer to that just uh, a few days ago. Apparently, when there is a conglomerate of countries that shares UFO information, so for instance, there is Britain, Canada, China, no, pardon me, Britain, Canada, the United States, I believe France and Australia, and maybe Israel, they all as allies share their UFO information. I just found this out last week because they are trying to get a grasp on what's going on. So when something big happens in Canada, everybody knows. If something big happens in the United States, 
the, the allies know. And there is a board that continues to to run this in regards to to uh, the national secrecy of this all. So that way they can all stay up to date. Now, whether Russia and China are involved with that, I am not sure at this time. I do not think so. But there is a conglomerate, so it does make sense that this story out of Israel could pick up some legs. The uh, question number three uh, in regards to Donald Trump, Trump, whether you love him or hate him, okay, we have to understand that any extraterrestrial life in the United States is bipartisan. It does not have a political party. The aliens are not going to come down and say we're Democrats or we're Republicans or, or heaven forbid, we're libertarians. You know, they're not going to say that. Okay, they are going to come down, and this is a this is a bipartisan level in Washington D.C. The fact is proven that Donald Trump, outside of any other president in the United States, has been the most vocal and the most asked president in history regarding UFOs. Nobody has wanted to do that. The media has not called out anybody on that. You never saw the media go after Obama or Bush squared or Clinton or even when Jimmy Carter claimed to have his own sighting, and when Ronald Reagan made his big, uh, you know, famous speech at the United Nations about how the world would come together if, it, if we were invaded by an extraterrestrial presence. Mm. So the fact that Trump may have been disclosing, well, you know what, for a lot of people in the field of ufology, they figured that, it, that that would be just par for the course because he has been so unpredictable during his presidency. And who knows? He still may. And I apologize. I, I forgot question number two. Oh, well, I don't, you know, I just go on rant sometimes. But let me move on to another question just for the sake of time. Sure. It makes me wonder how they communicate. So is it in person or is it long distance? Because they don't really specify in that sense. It could be maybe not a direct one-on-one, hey, we're standing there and they're like at the other end of the boardroom table. Um, it could be just something that's somehow communicating in a different type of way. Well, from what I've heard, there is extraterrestrial communication within the intelligence that I mean, we have to realize something, that if they have the technology to get here from wherever they are traveling, okay, whether it's through wormholes in space or whether it's from a a different timeline and they are time travelers, and man, are we turning up the woo here. But the the one thing that we have to understand, our, our technology is going to be extremely primitive to them. So if we think that, hey, we can nuke these guys or, hey, we can... uh, they're not going to be able to break our internet codes. There's already history of of these extraterrestrial species shutting down and turning on nuclear power facilities and missile silos. Okay, not to scare anyone, but it has happened. It is on record. All right, so the fact that we think that our greatest technology on this planet cannot be broken by a species who has been able to build a craft that's been able to travel hundreds of, if not millions of light years away to reach us is pretty unfathomable. I think if they want to talk to us, they have the ways to break into our communication satellites and send messages. Hmm. So they they could do that whatever way they wanted to, but we just don't know. So it goes back to the original question here. So this is a former head of the space program. Um, I didn't realize this, so it might be one of those deathbed confessions like you mentioned. Um, are those trusted? I mean, can you take those and trust it? You can't trust anything right now. Hmm. Uh, po- po- politics is, ha- is, is on such a high fever 
We don't know where to get proper reporting anymore. Uh, A lot of journalism has become very, very uh, politicized and taking political sides, which is not the role of any sort of journalism whatsoever. And, you know, the alternative media doesn't have the sources for the most part in order to bring uh, this subject to light. There are good and there are smart people working on this phenomena and this story right now, without a doubt. There is. I think of Luis Elizondo. I think of Chris Mellon. And never mind all of the uh, hundreds of researchers out there who built up their sources over the year. Richard Dolan, Grant Cameron, uh, Linda Bolton Howe, names like that. George Knapp out of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is the message is getting out there, but it's coming through in in drips of water. It's not coming through in, in water that is flowing. So you know, when one little piece of information comes out, we try to stretch it out for, for miles and miles. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't think right now, for the safety of everyone out there, if you have interest in this subject, trust nobody. Trust nobody. Find it out for yourself. Balance the information the way good journalism is supposed to be. All right. Well, Dave Scott, Spaced Out Radio is the name of the program. Also in podcast form, people can listen to it streaming. Uh, Where can they go to find you? Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. We always appreciate coming on uh, this uh, program and segment with you, Ryan. And one of these days, I want to hear you say the words, I believe they are here. <laughs> okay, and when that happens, I will. You'll probably be the first person I reach out to for sure. I hope so. I hope so. Dave Scott, always uh, great, and thank you for coming on. I appreciate your insight into the story. Take care, my good friend. And he joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Now, I don't know if you saw this or you have any comments or thoughts about UFOs communicating, but they say we're not ready. Ooh. Anything you heard, something that Dave brought up you want to discuss, give us a call. 314-436-7900. Otherwise, I do want to get to the idea of canceling student debt. There was a press conference earlier today with Chuck Schumer. I have a clip from it, and it, I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me with this. The, the topic by itself, I think it's a terrible idea. But this press conference alone, wait till you hear it. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. And I wanted to um, talk maybe a little bit about this story that came out when it comes to aliens and such. And I know that Dave mentions it there. I love talking about it. I love hearing stories about it. I love thinking about the hypothetical and the science behind it, things like that. I just don't buy into it. Like, I'm not a alien believer. And I love at the end, he says, I can't wait for you to say that I am a believer like um, X-Files. You know, I believe like the poster would indicate I'm just not there. But I do like talking about it and hearing what other people's opinions are on it. And the one story that came out, former head of Israel space program said the aliens asked not to be revealed humanity, not yet ready. I believe that humanity would not be ready. It would be a very difficult thing to try to comprehend. And then again. Uh, what would the aliens' business be with us, being that they would have pretty much every opportunity to control us as a society? Would we be defenseless against them? I just don't know. But it's a scary thought in a way, or it could be great. I don't know. It depends on how optimistic you are. 
or maybe they're already here. I, I just don't know. Let's go to Ricky, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, aliens are real, and they have been here. You know, I've always known that I was native, but because I look like my Mandingo warrior cousins, couldn't prove it. Thanks to Ancestry.com, I'm also known as the Renegade Jew hmm. because my 10th Choctaw grandfather was Pushmataha. Hmm. He was the one who helped win the Battle of New Orleans. Andrew hmm. Jackson, if it hadn't have been for him and my Mandingo warrior cousins, the British would have came right up the Mississippi Valley. So. And you're saying that it's uh, you you, do, you took one of those DNA tests and that's what you just that's what they told you. No, uh, that I was a native, but I yeah. always knew that, but I couldn't prove it because okay. the, of the great American lie. America didn't discover anything. They committed genocide on a whole race of people yeah. and enslaved the Africans. Colonialism is over with. But so. What, how does this tie into? Uh, yeah, how does this tie into aliens? I guess I'm I'm not following. What? Oh, Lomi tribe in the West have told us that the Americans are always shooting at them, and I believe them. Wait, say, who's saying that? I guess I didn't catch what you said there. I missed that. The Lomi tribes in the West, segments of the Lomi tribes, they've been in touch with them. That I know of. The aliens are here. They've been here. And they're worried about us destroying this planet. Okay, so when you say a tribe, you mean like the Native Americans are in contact with the aliens? Is that what what you're saying? Yeah, they've been in touch with them. How do they communicate with them? Is it through what what, what process? Do you know? Uh, uh, Face-to-face. Face-to-face. Why would the aliens communicate with the Native Americans and keep it a secret? You mean you mean the, the the Native Americans? Because yeah. the Americans are hostile. The the, the European Americans are hostile to the, the to the aliens. They don't trust them. Hmm. You know, Roswell I... was real. They shot down that uh, flying saucer, and they have since acquired some of the uh, technology. Hmm. And that's yeah, yeah so, area. Uh, look, Fifty-one. Plastic field C, the plastic field C. Hmm. We, we're killing the planet. What? what um, I'm just kind of curious. So you came to these conclusions. How? Like, what was the process you learned? No, about no, this? no, 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 no. I was told by my brother. Okay, I see. Okay, so yeah, yeah. He's he's he he he, he, he travels a lot. He's mm-hmm. out west a lot. In Nevada, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the uh, tribes because he's native. And okay. we have always known that. Okay. Well, Ricky, thank you very much for your call. That is, uh, boy, uh, hard to follow, but I think I understood that, okay, your brother traveled mainly Nevada, some places out west, communicates with tribes. Tribes say they've been in constant contact with the aliens. Um, they shoot down UFOs and, ah, boy. All right. Well, that's a good one. Um, three, 
314-436-7900. See, I just don't know how to react to that one. There was just a lot of stuff there. But I, the thing is, I think that um, there are a lot of stories that are passed down that are very believable in the sense that there may even be people that you know that say they've witnessed something that they cannot explain. There's something that they looked at and said, this is not natural. This is impossible. And they still don't know how to explain it. And they use aliens or UFOs as a way to explain it. And those stories get passed around and passed around. And there could be other times where, you know, second, third, fourth hand information may gets amplified a little bit. I just don't know. Who knows? Maybe I just need to move to Nevada and keep a look up in the sky 24 seven. Uh, Sandy, hold on. We'll take your call. And if you want to call in, you can. It's Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tuesday night at the Missouri Athletic Club, it's the Jack Buck Awards. Counting down the top 50 sports personalities of the last 50 years. Pat Maroon will be honored as the hometown hero after Billiken Basketball on KMOX. Welcome back to Overnight America. Yeah, that was a great call. Great interview from Dave Scott. Anytime we have him on, he's so good because he knows that he's talking to me as someone that does not believe in aliens. But nonetheless, he humors all my questions and he answers them in more of a journalistic and scientific way. That's the way he approaches this. It's very good. Let's go to Sandy, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. 
Hi. Um, from my Christian background, and whoever has ears, let them hear, but in Scripture, Revelation sixteen fourteen, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Then going to Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, and no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. You're dealing with the supernatural. And if you refuse to be wooed and drawn by the creator of the heavens and the earth and the seas and the fountains of water and all that in them is, the great I am, uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, uh, the only name given under heaven whereby man shall be saved. If you refuse to be drawn, and even if you struggle to receive a love of the truth, then reluctantly, um, Heavenly Father, God, Jesus, and the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, will give you over to the choice that you make, um, but he's not willing that any should perish. So this this is a bigger issue than UFOs. And if you go to the first uh, chapter of Job, you get kind of a behind-the-scenes look at the supernatural. And um, anyway, my hope. Well, well, so you, that, but you, you say that. So you believe that in the Bible, those different passages you read, those verses mm-hmm. refer to aliens from other planets, or do you think they refer to something else? I think it refers. Um, there's a scripture, and I apologize. I don't know the address in the Bible right now, um, where uh, we're supposed to know all the wiles of the wicked one, but we don't because a lot of people like with healing, they think that all healings and miracles come from God. But revelation sixteen fourteen plainly gives you a clue that that's not a hundred percent. You were to try and test the spirit. Scripture teaches that um, the enemy, if you look at the book of Job, when he gets permission, he can inflict and cause death and, and suffering. And that's also Hebrews 2.14, that Christ overcame him who had the power of, of death. That's the devil. And Scripture also teaches that death is the last enemy to be swallowed up in victory. Um, it's line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28.10. You, you have to build not on the shifting sands of um, lots of different things of experience or whatever. In other words, you have to stick to a thus saith the Lord, it, it is written, that because that's what Jesus did when he walked this earth, fully God and fully man. Um, he always went to Scripture. And after he was baptized in the Jordan by immersion, coming up out of the water, and then the holy dove ascended on him, and Heavenly Father's voice was heard audibly, that that was his beloved Son in whom he was well pleased. And then the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by the wicked one. And Christ knew Scripture so well that when the the fallen angel and his fallen cohorts um, were saying, okay, we're going to play Bible quiz, Jesus knew the very depth and rightly um, divided the word of truth. I think that's Second Timothy two five or two fifteen somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay, um, thanks, Andy. I appreciate that. But I, I, I think that just based on what we were talking about here, when it comes to intelligent life forms that may exist somewhere else in the universe, um, I, I don't see 
the you know I, I don't see people um trying to connect the two it's you know I, you can look at it and say some people have made this argument and they've said that maybe aliens don't exist but maybe it's a witness of you know in the past we might have seen an angel or something along those lines i don't think that believing in god or believing in jesus or the devil or any of these things means that you have to believe in another intelligent life form somewhere else as in because you can't see with your you know humanly eyes because you're living by faith that hey by that same faith you must believe that there are these other aliens that exist i don't cross those streams i just don't do it some people do i don't and i think it's by the way a little bit dangerous to do that because then you're starting to take the context of the bible and try to retrofit it into almost like science fiction and i just i I stay away from stuff like that. So, Sandy, thank you very much for your call. I don't know if that's what you're trying to do or not. Maybe it was just bringing up some scripture for another reason, but I feel like in the context of what we were talking about, that didn't really fit in. Uh, let's go to James, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello? Hi, James, go ahead. Yeah, my name is James Elvis. I'm uh, from Fredertown, Missouri. I was kids, me and Buddy was riding dirt bikes. You know, when airplanes make a turn, they make round turns. There mm-hmm. was a right, there was a red dot that night. Bo looked up, the ride on his motorcycle. I didn't have one of my YZ, and he goes, look at that red dot. Airplanes make a round turn. The red dot would make a square turn. We mm-hmm. waited a little while, and we stopped, and he shut his light off. We fired his back, bike back up. We was leaving. The red dot stopped. The airplane went on. The red dot followed us to his house. I rode his bike. His mom come out, his sister, and they seen it. I rode home. It's about two miles. My mm-hmm. mom and dad come out. They seen the red dot. I rode down the highway, and I come back. Mm-hmm. So were you we saying said, that this thing was following you, or it was just present yeah. the whole time, and you can see it anywhere? No, it, no, it followed me. And then when I come back home, I shut the bike off. It was there for a minute, and then it just like it just took off, made a turn, and it disappeared. And I asked Bo, do you believe? And he said, it's probably, yeah, like, uh, man, it's probably, and he'd be a few thousand feet up there. It looked like, well, right, when we seen far. it, it looked like it's about big as a basketball or something like that. But uh, it kind of scared me at first. Then after that, you know, I was younger. I was about 18 years old. I'm 61 now, but I still uh-huh. talk to Bo. And he lives in Alaska now, and he should give me, I still remember that night. But we didn't know okay, wait, the Air Force or what it was. So wait, so you're saying a couple of thousand feet up. So we're not talking like a plane 10,000 feet flying. It was something closer than that. Yes, sir. It looked okay, like a it, stoplight almost. But it, it was about the size of a stoplight. It was like if you're looking at it from the ground, you said about the size of a basketball? Yeah. The well, light. It, it was probably up to a pretty good ways. It looked like a stoplight first, but it made square turns when I made round turns. Right. And it, and, but it took off. It went to the uh, right, and then it come back to the left, and it was gone. It just disappeared, and it kind of scared us. And we called you know, two or three other places, and they didn't believe us, so we just forgot about it. What year did this happen? Damn, back in 91. Okay, so it's been 30 years almost. Yeah. It's been a little while. And okay, and you remember it like it was that, yesterday. Yeah, I never seen nothing like that before. And it, just, okay. it was kind of scary, and I drove a truck before, and I've been to Oklahoma, I've been to Arizona, and I never have seen anything else except that night at home. 
How often do you find yourself looking up into the sky, hoping to see it again? All the time. Yeah. All right, James, thank you for your call. I I believe, if your friend don't believe, there's something wrong with him, but I believe they're here. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much for your call, James. No, my friend believes. I don't. I'm the one that uh, doesn't believe. As in, I'm open to the idea. I just don't believe right now. I'm open to the idea, though. Uh, Barbara's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yes, sir. Um, I believe of these UFOs or these flying saucers um, that I think the government was involved in our fate. I think those were our first astronauts, and that was out in Nevada. And I think they're probably were our first astronauts with saucers and flying objects. So I think that people really did see things out in Nevada, but uh, they were our first astronauts, and they didn't make it. They didn't make it up in space. Okay. Let me, uh, what year was Roswell, the UFO thing? That was Roswell. Those were our first astronauts. 47. Okay, so that was pretty early, and that's that would be a precursor. When was NASA founded? Let me see. NASA founded. Uh... 58. So that would have been about nine years later. Um, yeah. No. 11 years later. I'm sorry. I'm doing the math wrong. So NASA came way after that. So this would be a real big precursor to the space program in the United States. Yes. I think it was a space program in the United States, and I think it was unsuccessful. So um, they made it like it was UFOs or flying objects, but I think people really did see them out in Nevada. I think that it was the precursors of the space program. Okay, thanks, Barbara. Good to hear from you. Now, that's Barbara trying to explain it in a way that can be explained. I think sometimes we try to take things and explain it in a way where it can't be explained, as in because certainly this had to have been aliens, then this is what would result in that, then this is how we would guess that it would happen. And then it comes up into a way. Now, I'm not trying to discount things that people have witnessed with their own eyes to say that they haven't actually seen something that was pretty phenomenal. I just am telling you for my own my own life and trying to figure things out. I just don't. I just don't subscribe to it yet. And I put that term yet out there because I'm open to the idea of learning about these things and love hearing different stories from people. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And Overnight America has talked about some very wide varieties of topics over the years. We've done aliens. Not not all the time, but it's a fun topic to do. And when it's in the news, like it is now, where the former head of the Israeli space program says that the aliens have requested that we not let people know that they exist because humanity's not ready yet. And that Donald Trump was ready to make the announcement, but was reeled back in. Not quite yet. It's interesting to hear what Dave Scott from Space Dot Radio said about it. I'm also curious what you think. I'm sure that maybe brought up some opinions of your own. We've got a pretty uh, wide variety of them tonight. Uh, Debbie is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Um, you need to look up Dr. Harley Rutledge. Um, he was a professor of physics. Actually, he was the head of the physics department in Southeast Missouri State University in the 70s. 
And um, in the town of Piedmont in the early 70s, people were reporting things like balls of light flying around and um, anomaly, anomalous occurrences. And Dr. Rutledge was um, trying to study those and see what the source of those was. And uh, uh, I was a student in, uh, in the physics department then, and he was dead serious about trying to figure out, the, you know, whether there was any credence to these um, sightings that the people saw uh, in southeast Missouri. Um, I don't really know what happened of his of his research, but I believe he did write some books and uh, but he he looked into it very seriously. Okay, so just looking at Wikipedia, and they're not uh-huh. always going to be the greatest source, but so he passed away in two thousand and six. He was in Cape Girardeau when he passed away. right. And his final results of the project were documented in a book from nineteen eighty one called Project Identification: The First Scientific Study of UFO Phenomena. Right. Uh, I don't know if he recorded anything after that. Uh, um, it, it very well could have been things that he studied and documented that were not published. Right. Um, I graduated in 1974 and, and left the area and didn't really keep up with him, you know, after after I was a student there. But uh, uh, he, he was very serious about studying, you know, what was occurring in that area, um, whether or not there was any physical basis to it. And um um, but I do remember being a student in the department, and he was doing his research about that. And he took quite a bit of um, kidding, but he, he really, you know, thought it was worth um, looking into to see if there was any anything worthwhile. What did, when he was at least in the classroom and the things he would talk about, was he always basically looking at it from a scientific way, or did he have an opinion that he was trying to that he was trying to prove? No, I believe he was looking at it from a truly scientific way that, um, you know, he was using, if I believe, instrumentation to try and detect some of these things because people were reporting balls of light and electrical disturbances and, and those kinds of things. And um, I don't I didn't have him for any classes. So but um, I did, you know, between classes, we often, you know, hung out in the back room of the, of the physics department. And I don't remember him really espousing any theory one way or the other. He was, he seemed to be more or less um, looking at it from a scientific standpoint to see if there was any, mm. um, you know, um, credence to it. So the back room of the physics department, is that where all the cool <laughs> kids hung out? Oh yeah. You know, we, we had our own coffee cups and our own Bunsen burners and <laughs> those kinds of things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, true, true geeks. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's nice, Debbie. What are you, um, what are you doing today? Are you retired? Uh, not quite, not quite. I'm, I'm thinking about it, but right now I'm a staff engineer with a municipality here in the St. Louis area. Oh, that's really neat. That sounds uh-huh. like, uh, sounds, is it fun or is it, is it very technical? Um, what I do right now, I, I say I, I do a lot of database work, um, but, you know, we we um, do road projects and we really pride ourselves on trying to keep our roads in good, good condition for our residents and provide a good level of service to our residents. So it, it's a good fit for me now. I happen to live in the same municipality where I work, so I feel connected to the people. And okay, um, one, uh-huh. one last question for you. And uh-huh. since it's something that you've thought about, I'm sure that maybe at some point in your life you may have wondered this and since you've been around people that were trying to study and find out about aliens let's say for some reason they forget about speaking to foreign governments and they don't talk to the world leaders and they say you know what we're going to reach out to this debbie 
person. We've heard a lot of good <laughs> things about Debbie. So aliens reach out to you and they say, you know what? We'll answer any question you've ever wondered. We have all the answers. What's the one question you answer? Or you ask these aliens. Uh, uh, what's it like to travel at extremely high speeds? And, 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 and you know, our Einstein's theory is correct. Oh, okay. So you want some verification if we're right. going in the right direction. Right. Right. I, you know, right. when the, the way I look at this, and if we're talking about space travel and trying to find ways to go to other planets in a way that it's not, you know, thousands of years, um, I wonder if there is a different type of science we just haven't discovered yet. Like, you know, you, you have different ways to look at it. You have physics and quantum physics and you have, you know, I, I don't know. I can't remember all of them, but, you right. know, sometimes they disagree with each other and how things operate, even sometimes slightly. And I thought, I wonder if there's just something we haven't discovered yet. That's a completely different thing to all the science we understand, which would break open the understanding of how to do all these other things. Um, you know, I think that's entirely possible, because if you look at history three, four or five hundred years ago, uh, certain sciences that we know now to be true were not known to people. So, you know, I certainly think that's entirely possible. Yeah. Quantum mechanics and all that. But, you uh, know, well, I, I don't even know. It's weird because you think that we know everything, but we really don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no, a lot we don't know. No, no. <laughs> and uh, when you start talking quantum mechanics, my head starts spinning. Basically, that that's beyond my 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 skill level. But, uh, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's, an, it's, it's fascinating. Physics has always been a it's been the one subject that explained the world to me. And, and that's that I found that passion early in my life and have been able to have careers where that was the basis of my career. So thanks um, Debbie. I'm, I'm glad you called okay. in and, and share that information, sharing Dr. Harley Rutledge, interesting sounding guy. Now the book is a little bit dated, but I'm sure there's some interesting information in there. Well, guys, life's work trying to find this in a scientific way, but he's got a Wikipedia page. So he had to have been a pretty big deal. Yeah, you get yourself a Wikipedia page. See, I don't have a Wikipedia page. I'm not that big of a deal compared to Dr. Harley Rutledge. That's just the way it goes. Maybe I don't want a Wikipedia page. Maybe it's better to be under the radar, if anything else. So we have another hour of Overnight America coming up. And I got to say, I didn't really get a chance to talk about what was going to be coming up when we talk about student loans and selling things off. Apparently, Chuck Schumer did a press conference today in Good old Chuck Schumer made me wonder, did you only invite people that were friendly to you and the Biden administration? Or is it just that all the journalists are just so cozied up to you to begin with that they really just ask softball questions? And then again, mostly run as a PR version of the Democratic Party as opposed to independent journalists. So you'll see that in this press conference. Maybe I'll play some of that in the next hour. I think we're going to replay our interview with Rich Rubino, American Politics on the Rocks. He's such a great addition on Mondays, and I really enjoyed our conversation. One text message came in and said, assume that aliens from another galaxy are among us. Maybe they're the ones that rigged the election for Biden. <laughs> All right. Just add that to the list of great conspiracies. This is Overnight America, KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.